This is Debates on Tap. It is good. It's very good. <laughs> Podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Prowler. I like to know them first before I prowl them. Well, but that's the bit. Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a wait. I see. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Well, fellas, I have... Good, good news, bad news. Oh, okay. What do you want to start with? Uh, well, I know how much you hate me. That's <laughs> so, the bad wait, so news. So far, wait, so good. Wait. <laughs> uh, I just got back. Well, well, you know, a couple of weeks ago from Montana, my brother's wedding. You're wearing the shirt to prove I'm, it. I'm wearing the shirt. Was it really established in 1889? Yep. The Interesting. State. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, so the good news for you is that I'm a mountain person now. I'm moving away, <laughs> and I'm moving to the mountains. To live with Sasquatch and all the forest rangers up there. So. I, I don't like it. We we know that you're a big Bigfoot boy. So yeah, that 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 tracks. That makes sense. Yeah. Did I've, you did they is is that Bigfoot country up there? Uh, the touristy knickknacks that I purchased in the state <laughs> would would agree. Would definitely let yeah. you know that Montana huh. actually translates to large feet. <laughs> From the original French that it was named. Monta- uh-huh. Montana. 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 Large feet. Large, large feet. Large feet country. And um, how did you discover you're a mountain boy? Just <laughs> just by being there, huh? Yeah, yeah. I woke up in the morning and in, you know, late May, yep. and, and it was 40 degrees outside. Yeah. So I opened the door and I was like, ah, this is my <laughs> part of the world. Just boxers <laughs> probably open, getting a nice breeze cup, inside. Cup of coffee, hand on hip, the whole nine yards. Uh, yeah, it was just, you know, it was great. <laughs> the The air was fresh. I've got, I've got uh, an alternative because I don't want you to move uh, halfway across the country. I've got a steep hill back here. <laughs> and if we, if I just get an ice cube and just blow on you in the morning, hmm. it might mimic that feeling. I, I think we could sell that on the Patreon. And then, Bra- <laughs> then, then Brendan can be behind me going, Fresh air, fresh air. Oh yeah, yeah. Brandon can he can eat some five gum and then blow on me. I'll do that Bigfoot yell. Or <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, it's so, so stupid. God, I love that show. Oh, it's like I'm back. <laughs> See, it's like I'm you right. Need to, it's like I'm right you know back need there. To go. You just wear your Montana shirt, and we'll just scream at you. We're the best you're gonna have. <laughs> Speaking of the best you're gonna have, this is debates on tap. This is a podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan, and I am Mountain Man Vargas. That was. I'm. We haven't recorded this in a long time, and you nailed that. I've been working on my sagui's while you guys have been gone, <laughs> and they are the gooeyest they've been. Mm, speaking of gooeys it's ever been <laughs> how about that beer all over Farkas's <laughs> face that's and a Montana shirt your that's large a full can come back with a hole in your lip your large feet shirt that's a full can of real fine liquid <sighs> boy tell it, us what it is though it's a American pale ale no it's a lager excuse me uh, from our friends at Cinderblock up here in Northland minutes away minutes away I could throw a, a rock there if I could throw a rock four miles. <laughs> you could throw a cinder block <laughs> and hit cinder block. It's really good. Uh, I it like is. all of. I haven't had a bad uh, cinder block drink, and this, um, you know, just added to the list. I know. I was gonna say this is yeah, nice and smooth, and it also has like a. I like that it has a little grain stuff on it because it definitely tastes, you know, like very uh, grainy. Like weedy, you know, like oh, or oh, like you know, like that grainy. that that type of like. Yeah, I got to chew it. Yeah, it feels no. Like it is. It's it's got it's, that little wheat kick it does, to it. But got it. This is good. It tastes like higher quality Budweiser, right? Like. You know, Budweiser's just like it's beer. 
It's beer. It would if it was Budweiser's a fine liquid. But this, yeah, this, this is a real, real fine. fine. That's what I. Yeah, you get it. You got, I got what you. I was trying to say. I even had the Vargas hand up when Me. I. Anytime you say fine, <laughs> it's fine. Oh, stop! Think about what you were going to say, and then the hand goes right back to your hip. But what does the hand do? Since it's real fine. Oh, I, that's that's. You, what, go. you just answered up. your own. question. It goes right up instead of going out. It goes up. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Listener, instead of instead of down near <laughs> your. Your chest area, fine. It goes up, up, up towards, up your, towards face. your face. Yep. You, you, real you proclaim fine. it to the Lord. <laughs> Hands up for real fine. Hands down for fine. Beautiful. Man, I'm glad we got that figured out. <laughs> what have you been doing since you've been back from large feet? Uh, I know what we've all been doing, and it's playing Dicey Dungeons. Dude. Uh, You're not wrong. <laughs> that dickhead stalked me into it. Is insane. I sent Brian nine dollars on venmo because he he, buy it he was talking about this game like all morning while we were at work and i was like it's nine dollars just buy it it's literally on sale that's not how it happened something happened and he he did me a favor or something Mm -hmm. like helped me with a work thing and i was like i was like thank you so much he said anything for you and i said anything you know alluding to something sexual right right. and he said yeah anything and i said <laughs> buy me dicey dungeons and so then I he said him, check so your venmo so i literally did <laughs> for those of that don't know what is dicey dungeons uh so it, for for those of you who are longtime <laughs> listeners of the show you remember me raving to the gods up above about slay the spire right uh which is like a roguelike card game mm-hmm. well dicey dungeons is kind of the same thing uh but it's dice it's all dice based. You guys are doing. You're doing it. You're rolling the dice. Listener, imagine we're just rolling that dice. <laughs> Clickety clacking. How we roll, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not so dancing. You, might seem like we're dancing, but we're not dancing. Nope. You play I'm as just a, doing the dice thing too. A much. little dice boy, and or girl, you, or girl. The dice day. Yep. yep. Uh, and you you roll dice and you put the dice in your little damage cards and it does stuff and you go through the dungeon and then you do it all over again. Yep. And until are, time stops. And then there are six different. Well, I think I've unlocked five dice. I I've not unlocked the sixth one yet. Yep. But each one does a different thing. Like there's a warrior. There's a witch. There's a, like a robot. And they're all very. They're all totally different to use, but it's all the same kind of mechanics. Yep. And boy, it gets harder and harder as you do the because sure you beat it. Much like a roguelite or roguelike. Yeah. You beat it once and it's like, oh, no, idiot. Keep playing because there's <laughs> no, no, harder no. things to do. <laughs> five more times yep. with five more characters. Boy, and I can't. It's it's like crack. It's so much fun. Isn't it? It's and so it's, good. It's nice how you can sit down and maybe take 30 minutes to right. complete a run, mm-hmm. as they yeah. call it in those games. So. Right. I like it a lot. Thanks it's for thanks it's for getting also it like for the, me. It's just fun, bright and cheery. Like the characters yeah. are pretty. They have like quick one liners and stuff. It's, it's a fun little game. Yeah. So kid friendly mother approved. Yeah, absolutely. Unlike this podcast <laughs> where we uh, I specifically have been asked to curse less. <laughs> Paul, that one's for you. <laughs> I, so I've been fucking watching. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yo, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, Bo Burnham um, just came out yep. with a special a, a couple weeks ago um, and none of us got around to it yet. And then finally, I I watched it a couple. Well, Brendan watched it uh, like about a week after it came out. Um, we talked about it a little bit. Um, we went on a trip to Wichita. Wichita. Uh, came back and I decided to throw it on. Uh, it's about an hour, just under an hour and a half. Um, he filmed it, directed it, obviously wrote it and edited it all himself during quarantine. In one room of his house. In one room. Yeah. Um, and it it is okay. So if you're not familiar with Bo Burnham, he um, he's a pretty clever comic. He does a lot of music based stuff. Mm-hmm. Um 
he's very obviously sarcastic, but he all of his uh, most of his comedy is also commentary, if that makes right. sense, on things that are happening. It's funny because it's true. Yes. Um, yes. But this, for me, it's his best one because it's more than... It's like little music videos. Yes. I and w- the things he does in those music videos is better than just him delivering jokes behind a piano. I was shocked at like how well-made, edited, put-together it is because yeah. I just thought it was going to be a Bo Burnham special, him doing a little bit of comedy, singing songs, but it is like it is a full-on production like, yeah. with himself. Yes. And there are moments like it's, it's really interesting because like the first half is probably the funniest part of it where it's like commentary and funny songs and like um, I think white woman Instagram is like the typical Bo Burnham thing where he starts singing about something then the punchline is the joke. Yeah. And that's one of the few songs that are structured that way. Most of the songs are very funny. Then he has things where he <laughs> records like a 40 second song about an unpaid intern and then does a reaction video to the song and then it keeps looping. So he's reacting to himself reacting <laughs> to a, it. It's a lot of fun. And it's very meta and very interesting. He has a let's play where he just yes. plays himself oh, and he I like guess I'll cry cries more. five times. And <laughs> it's very, I, I, I yeah. told this to um, friend of the show, Nick. Um, he, it, it's not, it's not timeless because it's very specific right. it to what was going on in very much the mindset of someone in 2020, uh, 2020. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's not timeless. It may, you know, if somebody is 17 right now and they watch it when they're 25, right. it might not be as funny, but like some of it's still like white woman, Instagram, that one, obviously if anyone ever has Instagram, they know, right. they know what it is. Um, but it's still, I mean, highly enjoyable. Right. It's not for everyone. No, like um, I said, yeah, the other first like half is more of the comedy part. And then once around the midway mark, he has a song about turning 30 and that's whenever the tone shifts to like more of a, inside look into his anxiety his depression his mental health and it is phenomenal i I think like much like brag i said as a movie it is probably one of my favorite things i've watched this year um and it's definitely one of my favorite things by him um i I think yeah brian and i've talked a little bit about like our history of bo burnham like i think to each other i don't know if we've talked about on the podcast or not no there was not a mic in front of us yeah but i i like bo burnham i think he again he's a very clever funny guy his older specials are very much like him doing a couple of like quippy one-liners then playing a song where the punchline is the joke or I'm sorry, the course is the punchline, but then I've never seen make happy his last special that he was on the tour for that. He talks about it inside that he stopped touring because of the panic attacks. Yeah, um, I, I had never watched that and I watch it because it's on Netflix and boy, it's like you could see the roots of inside in make happy and make happy. Uh, I would highly recommend it because it's very funny, very poignant. Like he talks about, the world at large, like back in like 2016. And then the last 10 minutes are some of the most heart wrenching, funny, brutally honest, like thing he, he has done in like since then. And then inside is just that cranked up to like 2020. Yeah. So nice. I get it. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's on Netflix. So check it out. Absolutely. Uh, I've been playing a lot of ratchet and clank on PS five. It yeah. is a very fun game. If you ever played the ratchet and clank games, they're fun little like, action adventure games with shooter mechanics and light RPG and boy, it, it is a ton of fun. I highly recommend it. it. Unfortunately, if you have a PS5, if not, you're screwed. Fuck you. You're an asshole for not having a PS5. Leave. He's pointing. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just pointing. Yeah. I was just pointing yeah. to the people in the room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oops. As well as uh, Migos, they put out culture three on Hell Friday yeah. and boy, does it rip. They have a song about Mahomes, which is very, yeah. very great. Um, but if you're good, if you're into just, 
really good rap, especially Southern rap. It is right up your alley. Migos is so good. They're, I love they're Migos. a ton of fun. So, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Migos to the store. <laughs> Migos to the gas station. No, where, where do you go? They're like us. They're, us goes. They're, we're Migos. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. There's three of us, though, so it's Trace Migos. There's, there's three of them, though. And a Migo. Oh, we need to move. We need to we shovel move past on this. this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so uh, we're not bothering with last time because last time was barbecue and I'm not going to switch mm. my decision <laughs> on the shit I ate. I'm still with Brendan. Still you, with Joe's. Oh, interesting that you just called it shit. Yeah. What so. I ate from you. Your Boy. <laughs> you set yourself up for that one. Boy. You know okay. So that brings us to this time. Yep. Which is you. Do you remember what you did? Because we remember it. Yeah. Uh, so this. You gave us homework. We, yeah. We definitely remember what he was going to say this was spawned from my new podcast with friend of the show greg mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh we launched a podcast called remade in america uh we're gonna do it on a semi-regular basis where we take foreign movies that have been remade for american audiences and compare the two so i want you guys to give me material yep. <laughs> you're doing research for his podcast yep um yeah so give me the best american remakes okay so I chose The Birdcage. Okay. Which was remade from the... I, I looked it up because I thought it was just a France <laughs> movie, but it's a Franco-Italian... A France, a France movie. movie. You know, France, France movie. The fucking French. Those Montana uh, French people. Uh, oh, I'm going to try to say this. Do it. La cage à folle. A foo, a fa. I think, I that, think that translates to The Birdcage, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it doesn't, actually. <laughs> it translates to, like, trapped trapped with uh the cage of the bird like that oh uh, yeah hmm. uh, i don't speak french I, you kept looking at me I, i'm sorry i don't know aren't you a doctor <laughs> <laughs> we assumed that your playstation 5 would enable you to translate well i can probably remote play from here and see if it'll uh, <laughs> so um la cage de was is based yeah. uh that came out in 78 okay it was based wow. actually off of a play, mm-hmm. which then spawned a musical, which then spawned Holy the uh, yeah, and which the musical has actually made a revival on Broadway. I think in like 2010 it started, and it's been pretty successful. Oh wow! Wait, so so the the play the was play spawned a musical, yes. which spawned a French movie. Well, no, no, Franco Italian. Sorry, yeah, the the movie I Asshole. believe was still based on the play. But the oh, everything okay. came oh. out of the play, but the musical came before the movie. Yeah, because the birdcage okay. is not a musical. Right. 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 So, yeah, that would make and sense. And neither is, yeah, La Cage. Okay. Say it again. Enunciate. La Cage. <laughs> I'll say it just how it <laughs> sounds. La Cage Ox Follis. <laughs> how you like that? A bird, a cage. A bird, a cage, a phallus. 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 There we go. We're getting into something. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, I'll just run through the plot real quick. Yeah. Um, it, it's... Two uh, a married couple, a gay couple, own a nightclub, a drag nightclub called the Cage, not fun, called the Bird Cage, yeah. and um, the st- they both own it. One is the star, and they have a son who was from like a, a drunken one night stand with a woman, right? By one of them, so they have this son. He is trying to marry this woman whose father is a in a political position of power and who runs like a basically an anti like a, it's a religious based anti-gay or a organization mm-hmm. that person's co co-founder of the group is found dead 
in the house of a underage sex worker, black sex worker, mm. um, which adds a whole nother layer, blah, blah, blah. The <clears throat> son is basically ashamed of his parents. He tries to get them to change. It's pretty sad. Like, honestly, it's pretty sad that the son, that's the whole arc, though, is that he comes around. And so and then this dinner party happens. A lot of fun happens. A lot of shenanigans happen. And then the senator in the American movie realizes that, you know, they're just people like us. <laughs> And it's pretty, it honestly is pretty lighthearted, but it's a really, um, it's a really good, like it turns everything on its head, especially for the, the Franco Italian one that came out in 1976 and I'll dive into it on the next segment here. Um, but it turns some things on its head and for being in 1976, obviously that's why it took over 20 years for it to come to America. I was going to say that's for whenever I've read, yeah, you told me the movie a while ago and i saw it was in 1976 it's like that's progressive as fuck and to put uh, and it out back then birdcage in 96 with robin williams and nathan lane right. it's not a shot for shot remake but it follows like the same plot. right they, they didn't like americanize it that much okay right that's a uh, kind of similar to my movie uh where it, it, the storyline is very much the same but they bostonized it Oh, I think fucking I know where queer. he's going. Fucking queers. Go save a go save a kitten in a tree, you fucking homos. Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> I'm good. She's fucking how are you fucking with my uh, I'm doing the departed. The departed slash infernal affairs. Hell yeah. Uh, which actually in Cantonese translates to the unceasing path, which references Avicii, the lowest level of hell in Buddhism. So that's a lot to digest in, a really long title intense because that <laughs> that's that's a uh, like i said the the main story of the departed in infernal affairs um essentially you have um a kid who basically is raised in the mob in the, the yakuza in infernal affairs and um uh, just the irish mob in the departed raised by this place and he's placed as a mole in the police department on the flip side you have a story where it is basically the opposite you have a guy who wants to be a police officer very bad comes from a bad family bad part of town he gets chosen to be deep undercover to go infiltrate the the mob that this this other and it's basically this interweaving movie of them crossing paths trying to figure out who's who you know you have the police department trying to find who the mole is slash take down this mob boss and then on the flip side you have the mob boss and the 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 mole trying to figure out who the mole is on the other side i'm not a cop <laughs> are you a cop i'm not are a, you cop? a cop uh, just phenomenal performances both sides. Uh, interesting little trivia factoid. Uh, Martin Scorsese directed this movie. So Infernal Affairs came out in 2002. Yeah. Uh, the, the Depotted came out in 2006. Uh, Martin Scorsese had no idea it was a Hong Kong movie. He had no idea it was a can- like a movie. Like he was remaking a movie from 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 Hong Kong. Oh, so somebody just like gave him a script and was like, "Make this movie." Yeah, they basically it was in like uh like going to be remade in American markets, blah blah. blah. Uh, Scorsese saw it, loved it. He loved the angle of because uh, I'll talk a little bit of, like Brag. I said some of the differences here in a second, but he latched onto this whole idea of two moles and like their fate pass and stuff like that. Yeah, and loved it, and then uh, started developing. The cast and it's a stellar cast. I mean, I mean Jack Nicholson, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, uh, it, Martin Sheen, and then as well as uh, the other guy, uh, Matt Damon. So yeah, it's it's uh, the other guy, the other guy, Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Uh, so yeah, so it is a phenomenal movie. Uh, the Departed in two thousand six won Best Picture, Best Director. It was Scorsese's first Best Director, uh, which Oscar. is it's insane. insane. So. So yeah, so I'll hand it back over to Brian. But uh, these two movies, uh, uh, both I, like Bri- like Brian said, his movies follow a very similar 
storyline plot line as well as these two movies as well other than there are some differences here and there but about the only thing they changed uh is it i believe it's the president of france who is found dead oh with, wow. the, with the sex worker whereas here it was just like another senator and mm-hmm. the co-founder of the organization yeah it would probably be a pretty hot take to have the president be found dead with <laughs> especially a- as like oh that's the d plot yeah yeah so <laughs> that's yeah, the inciting event to get yeah. him to go although to visit his son. although in 96 it would have been bill clinton found dead and everyone would have been like oh yeah that tracks yeah with a hooker right <laughs> oh oh yeah. yeah um boy so the the one of the opening scenes is the son coming to in, in both movies again is is coming to um his father his drag queen father to tell him that he is getting married and they flip that whole bit that everyone does. Where did we? Oh, where did we go wrong? Why are you marrying a woman? Ah, oh, blah blah blah. What did we do wrong? Like, but as a comedy, uh-huh. and it's it's a lot of fun because again, in 1976, doing that kind of open, it, it's not like it's not making it like from a straight person's point of view. It's just taking that bit that straight people do. Mm-hmm. I say bit, but like that was a thing that straight <laughs> yeah. people yeah, do. Yeah. Um, and turning it into comedy as like, do you see how fucking ridiculous you said you, you straight idiots sound. <laughs> so um, that's kind of where it starts. And then everything, you know, the, the son is super embarrassed. He asks one parent to leave. He wants the other one to change his mannerisms, change the way he walks, blah, blah, blah. Um, in the American version, Robin Williams is the one who he wants to stay and who is the owner. And then Nathan Lane is the drag queen. He's the one who just wants him to get away. So all this happens the senator comes and in both versions again they sort of found that like why are we afraid of this guy why do you care what he thinks it's he's just a guy like he's not evil he's just this guy who doesn't get he doesn't understand shit right so you find that out and then um nathan lane's character i can't remember the franco italian actor's name so i am just gonna yeah yeah go with the american (laughs) he comes uh midway through the dinner posing he missed out fires it and he poses as the mom Okay. And he wins over everybody in the room. Of course. It's and Nathan have, Lane. It's Nathan Lane. They have a great, uh, it's a great time. It's a lot of fun because you, you see even more. I mean, this man dressed as a woman is winning over this senator who is completely homophobic. Yeah. You know, all this stuff literally wants them to, and even more so in the, in the Franco Italian version, wants them to go to hell or they think they belong in hell. Uh-huh. So they went over this, this dinner party, blah, blah, blah. Then the birth mom shows up because that's what the son asked for. Oh. So then everything unravels. Well, they live above the birdcage. They live above the nightclub. Um, and they, a bunch of news cameras are surrounding the place because somebody found out that, that the senator was there after the hooker or the sex worker was found you know, dead and uh-huh. everything. This is his partner. He's here. So they end up having to sneak him out in drag. <laughs> so he like... It's not. It's about the friends we made along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The real birdcage was yeah. the friends we made along the way. Um, and, and eventually, <laughs> basically, it, uh, over the credits, you find out that the couple does get married, and the senators in attendance for the marriage. Blah blah blah. Um, after a big blowout at dinner of mm-hmm. saying we'll never accept yeah. you because you know yep. all this stuff going on. And then the senator passed a bill banning gay marriage in every state. I assume. I don't think that's what happened. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about things that actually I'm talking happened? about real life. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a fantasy that I wish we, if, if, you know how the world is taking like that dystopian sci-fi that everybody keeps writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we would have just taken the <laughs> other path, the birdcage path, uh-huh. I think there'd be a lot more fun going around. But uh, 
both versions have this the, the you know the great turning point where everything's fine um but with the american version i think they capitalized perfectly on the actors of the time it's 1996 you got nathan lane you got robin williams um i can't gene i think it's gene hackman gene hackman plays, plays the, the senator. senator oh that's the da- great the casting yeah so the, the i mean they got the names just like the departed does the capitalizing on the times mm, yeah. and getting the big names of the times to to make this just in case the foreign movie is too foreign for america right to make the performances good enough where we'll at least stay and watch it and they nailed it yeah um the last thing I'll say is the the Franco Italian version cost about a million to make, and its box office was twenty million. So wow, that's impressive for the seventies. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, impressive for any time if right. you make twenty times. If the you amount. make twenty times, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Um, so big differences between uh, Infernal Affairs and The Departed is one: Departed is almost an hour longer than Infernal Affairs. Classic, and uh, I, it does. I mean, it goes on. I, it, it keeps me interested. It does. Boy, it, is it there are a couple times where you're kind of like, okay, this is wrapping up pretty soon. You're there's like, a lot Whoa. of movie in that movie. It is. The reason for that is, is because uh, Infernal Affairs, there's three movies. So you have Infernal Affairs one. Oh, Infernal Affairs oh. two is a prequel where they took a lot of the prequel stuff and put it in the departed. Uh-huh. Is that like when he's graduating? Yeah. So all, all that stuff talking about how like, uh, so in Infernal Affairs, it's, None of that stuff where um, in The Departed where uh, they get Billy, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, and like, hey, you come from a shitty part of town. Your dad was a basically worked for the mob boss. We're going to, you're not going to graduate. You're going to flunk out and you're going to commit crimes. Then we're going to get you involved in in the mob. That stuff is in the second Infernal Affairs Uh movie. So all of that stuff. So they basically took a lot of that stuff and put it into into The Departed. And then Infernal Affairs 3 picks up right at the end of Infernal Affairs. Um, but major, the major, major difference between these two movies is that the very end are totally different. Okay. Um, uh, the end of Infernal Affairs is far more ambiguous because of the nature of the type of movie it is. Sure. Whereas The Departed is a clean, hard, this is the way it moves, this way it ends. There's a fucking rat that walks across the screen. Right. And you know how, you know what's going to happen next, right? I- funny little quick right. anecdote i hadn't seen it i wanted to see it i was uh, i think home from college or something with my parents they watched it and i came downstairs and i was like oh did you guys like it was it good and my mom was like no i didn't like it i was like why didn't you like it and she goes everyone dies <laughs> and i was like oh oh and my dad looks at her she's like you just ruined the whole yeah, movie that's the whole movie right there uh where like i said i won't i will not spoil infernal affairs uh for you but up until the final rooftops sh- like shootout elevator shootout uh-huh. then it diverges pretty heavily and it, it's far more ambiguous and a phenomenal ending both both endings are, are really great one is the departed is punctuated by a very hard like fuck you you fucking rat yeah whereas infernal affairs is far more ambiguous um because uh, and for and earlier i misspoke it's not the yakuza because it's a hong kong film it's the triads so um, it's not a japanese film it is yep. a hong kong film um uh, you have to think this movie was made in 2002, so it's very influenced by Hard Boiled, you know, the John Woo movies of the 90s, things like that. Hard Boiled is so good. It's very good. <laughs> so even though both these movies don't have a ton of action set pieces, yeah. it is still filmed that way. Right. Like there's some really great things where uh, they use a lot of like fast cutting for like very intense moments and things like that. Uh, there's a couple of really good scenes where the, or, um, the two moles cross paths and they switch to a different like film stock and film grain oh, to like wild. highlight the moment of these two guys crossing paths and it's phenomenal it's so much fun 
Um, whereas Scorsese's movie, it is much longer. It's more drawn out because um, it's three movies. Because <laughs> it, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's two movies in one. Um, but it, it is far more, you know, it's Scorsese. So like, it's yeah. very like long shots and everything is operatic and everything is like you live in these moments with these characters. Everything is more impactful, right? Yeah. Um, as well as building up these relationships. And also Jack Nicholson's role is far more beefed up in The Departed. So in Infernal Affairs, that character, that mob boss character, he's just a mob boss who's kind of dictating what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in The Departed, uh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character to a point, but particularly Matt Damon's character, uh, it, they, he's like a father figure. You know right, what I mean? Right. So like even in The Departed where uh, Matt Damon's character is making calls, you know, secretly to Costigan, I think that's what his name is. No, I think I think I'm thinking of a different movie, but to that character, he calls him dad. Yeah. Like, you know, to like, oh, dad, yeah, I'm working late tonight. Like, I'll see you later, you know, to call him and talk to him about stuff. Um, when did I'm sorry, you might have said this. When did Infernal Affairs come 2002. out? 2002. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't even that there. Not a lot of time. No, passed. four yeah, years yeah. between them. Yeah. And Infernal Affairs was such a it was a giant hit in Hong Kong. Um, especially coming off the wave of like heavy action nineties, yeah, like uh, speed, like crate <laughs> Hong Kong action movies, yeah. Yeah. and this kind of culminated in a movie that like used that style, but like was far more obsessed with like these characters right. and their fates or their intertwining nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, one last difference I'll talk about before I go back to Brian. Before we can go back to Brian, is that um. Uh, What's her name? Uh, the f- the female psychiatrist character in The Departed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's it's three different characters in in Infernal Affairs. Oh, you still have a psychiatrist character who that that relationship in Infernal Affairs is not sexual. It's more of like a mutual understanding type of like uh, relationship in Infernal Affairs, as well as there like a fiance character than like another female character who I think oh. is like a wife. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Are you saying that Scorsese? told himself no 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 we don't need three female actors well i just give me the one primar- and we'll bunch him together. primarily the reason why he did it you know he trunc- to make more time for jack nicholson Correct. we get it he yeah. truncated that character because like in infernal affairs like the wives particularly don't have a lot to do um whereas the psychiatrist character that's the biggest character for both these characters yeah and so he said oh i can kind of like combine that character Mush them together. and then later on in the part you know he she starts dating one of them and hooks up with another one, you know, so nice. So yeah, so again, the movie Infernal Affairs is far more obsessed, you know, the fate and the intertwining uh, nature of these characters. I mean, that's what the whole unceasing path is, is that no matter what you do, um, where you come from, it's always going to be shake out that this way, right? And The Departed kind of carries that through, but in a more, um, to me, a nuanced manner um, where it is, it, it, it likes the fate of these characters, but it plays less on fate in more of like where you come from is who you are. Right. You know, and, and that's the kind of the big difference between these two. And, and I think it's a fascinating look at like these two movies and how they are to- like the same movie, but totally different, yeah, like, yeah. like styles and, and, and way they're made and everything. Yeah. Okay. He said we were coming back to me. I, I didn't have you anything. <laughs> okay. Well, no, no, that's fine. So the, the big, one of the big questions we ask on remade America is, did this movie need an American remake? Sure. Is the American remake justified? Does does I, translating it add more to the experience? Right. In in the case of the Oxcord the Falls. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because not enough Americans were aware of this yeah. 1970 whatever yeah. Franco Italian film. 
Um, and and the play was super popular in Europe. Obviously, it spawned you know spawned a movie and everything. Yeah, I don't think Americans at the time, until even the Birdcage came right. out, were probably aware <laughs> of that movie. And it's mm-hmm. got a great story that should be told. So I think yes, it was necessary for an American remake to happen so that America could experience. Yeah, it. wider exposure for yeah. a great concept. Sure. Yeah. Right. What and it wasn't just a cash grab. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I don't I know it did well, but it wasn't right. like a big action movie that, you know, yeah, I, I think this could have been a really bad idea because, again, it, there's only four years between the very popular like uh, Infernal Affairs was made for nine million uh, or six million dollars and then made like fifty five million dollars. So for Hong Kong, that's like yeah. it was a gigantic hit. Um, I think in the wrong hands, it absolutely would not have been like not yeah. not have been worth it to remake this thing. It, but it would have it would have ended up being a Bangkok dangerous. Cra- it would have been just like, <laughs> oh, we're just going to try to translate these this whole idea, this whole story, yeah. and just try to do what they did again. They probably hired John Woo to do it. You know, hey, but, Hard Boiled was great. Uh, Mission Impossible Two was not, <laughs> which was like the same exact time period. Um, whereas like The Departed had a had a a, uh, a ninety million dollar budget, Jesus Christ, and grossed three hundred million dollars. Yeah. So again, another mega hit, Oscar right. winner, things like that. I think in the wrong hands. It, again, I think it would have been a bad idea, especially if they didn't have that cast. Right. Yeah. But I, I think mean, same what, thing with Birdcage. But yeah. But I think what saved quote unquote the departed was the fact that Scorsese was going to do it. He was passionate about it. He loved the whole idea of it. Um, and then while still making the same movie, I think some of the best remakes, uh, the director can put his own spin on it and make it worth your while, yeah. you know? And I think that was, that was, you know, and again, he'd had no idea that it was a movie before this. Right. He thought it was a total, like something else that he was going to be able to shape and create and make his own. Movie. Yeah. And well, and translating something that's like so uniquely Hong Kong with it triads is, yeah. and all that stuff, translating that to a more uh, digestible American right. feel, you know, being in South Boston. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I think you'll, you'll really enjoy both. I mean, I, the birdcage is one of the funniest movies ever made. I have, I'm not familiar with the 76 movie, so I can't comment on that, but surprise, it's not streaming anywhere. You got a fire <laughs> running. What? <laughs> Whereas Infernal Affairs, you can get on Amazon, you can watch on Amazon Prime. Oh, cool. And then The Departed is still on Netflix. <laughs> okay. So Departed is on Netflix. You can watch it there. Um, I think you'll really, I, I, I genuinely, I watch Infernal Affairs and I was shocked at how like much I enjoyed it. One, it's basically Departed distilled down in a different flavor. Yeah. But also it's fascinating to watch like one, the ending, which is very different. And two, just like um, how different the characters are, like just a little bit, you yeah. know, like in The Departed, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is very volatile. Like he's pissed off all the time. He hates his station, doesn't like where he's at, blah, blah, blah. Whereas that character in Infernal Affairs, every time something bad goes wrong, he just shuts down and internalizes everything. And it's a fast, like that's just one example of like these characters being yeah. the same, but totally different, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, it's uh, it's cool that you guys picked two basically opposite movies, Radi- <laughs> radically different. Got a fun, a fun comedy over here with a a light, heartwarming little message tagged on the end. It's kind of depressing to see his kid hate his father so much, but well. But yeah, that is a sad part of the movie. How how just in imba- like he comes to him because he's embarrassed. He wants one of them to, yeah. to disappear and the other one to change right. everything about himself. Yeah, that's sad. But it is sad. But it's very funny. It's funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Lighthearted romp. Uh, and then on the other side of the table, we got the depotted. You fucking quiz. 
Boston so, loves their homophobic slurs, don't they? Well, Boston is very homophobic and racist. <laughs> they're, do but you remember? Their in, accents are hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> do you remember during a Red Sox game um, in 2016? Right. They dropped this like 20 by 20 Trump one flag. Yikes. Over the over the outfit. I think it was Bo- it was in either New York or Boston. One of those racist <laughs> places. I mean, yeah. America, yeah. you know, yeah. but uh, fuck Boston. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, well, you know, so I've never seen Birdcage or the the ox cord has fallen. Uh, no, that, that's the neck. That's the upcoming sequel to the, the Russell Crowe takes movie. Jane Tatum movie. Yeah. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Birdcage because I'm very intrigued by how I'm intrigued by the comparison uh, between how a foreign movie is going to handle this like concept <laughs> of a gay couple and and you know homophobia and all that kind of stuff right. versus how the American remake is going to be handling it and how it only took twenty years for us to handle it similar that too right. and then another twenty five years right. to get to today and the birdcage went, where we still need another we, twenty years <laughs> and the birdcage went just put Robin Williams in it people will like it yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. fuck it. Uh, <laughs> But I, I was aware of Infernal Affairs. It's right. already on my to watch list, so I'm glad you gave me an excuse to finally hit play. Do it. The first one is phenomenal. Second one is good. Yeah. Third one is very bad. It's not. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I stopped watching it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be brutally honest. All right. Well, are they are both streaming on Amazon Prime? Uh, yeah, I watched all all two and a half of them on Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay. So yeah, and you said neither Birdcage nor <laughs> got to buy it or rent it, baby. Okay. okay. See, yeah, a while ago, yeah, Birdcage was on Netflix. I, is it you, not on Netflix no, anymore? Bird, uh, the, 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 the ox cord has fallen. It's not. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, the Birdcage bird bird you can find somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, very good. I can work with that. So next time. So next time, uh, after researching uh, this Oscar-winning movie that Vargas did not pick. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I'm never going to hear the end of it. I want to know from the boys, what is the worst Os- best picture Oscar winner. Oh, dude. What is the worst one? Because there, there are many of them. Picks, there yeah. are many of them. I want to know what is the worst. Worst, worst best, best picture. picture. Yes. Yeah. And what is what is like maybe and then maybe a little caveat. And that it's not included. But what, what do you consider the best to? You know, mainly oh, sure. what is the worst, yeah, but yeah. then also what do you consider the best? And you, and okay. I think it'd be interesting. Winner, right? Not nominee. Yes. I want to know best picture with the worst best picture winner and then your thoughts on what, it, what was the best one. Okay. Yeah. Well, if is this is this going to be a fun thing where like it turns out that like Birth of a Nation won best picture and oh, we're just going to be like uh, <laughs> it's, it's that one fighting right over who, who could do that one. <laughs> Listen, Birth of a Nation is awesome. We're, we're, we're cutting that one out. Yeah. We're not that one that's a clear winner. <laughs> oh boy. Let us know. Uh, let us know what your I mean do homework for Vargas. Write in your yeah. favorite uh, remake because uh, there are for some America. good. There are some good remakes, there like are. American remakes. I mean, good and bad. Oh um, yeah, I look. Your Bangkok Dangerous episode is so fucking funny because that movie is atrocious. And it's yeah. And I've never seen. I've never seen the the original Thai version. I've never seen it. It's bananas. Yeah. I, I had to buy the DVD <laughs> Nick Cage on is Amazon. In that one too. <laughs> wild shows up as a deaf mute serial killer (laughs) nobody's speaking english (laughs) uh so let us know what your favorite foreign film that was remade uh you can email us at debates on fans gmail.com find us on twitter debates on tap find us on instagram debates on pictures uh subscribe to us that helps us out a lot take your friends phones when you're at the bar take their phones don't tell them what you're doing 
subscribe to us and say happy birthday. Download multiple apps. Subscribe to us Every on all of those apps. Right. Where you can find us Spotify, Google Play, yep. Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm sure we're on like Stitcher. Last FM, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all, all of, of it. it. If they have some type of rating system, five star that baby or tens, whatever the top whatever rating the, is. The top. Thumbs up, whatever it is. Don't five star us on a 20 star rating no, system. No, if you please. do that, we'll find you. We see those analytics. We, we see those analytics. So I think that about does it for us. Anything else? We love you. Okay, goodbye.